Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, Letter 7 to a Nun of Unknown Date. Reverend and Dear Mother, you are telling me nothing new, and you are not the only one who experiences distractions. The mind is extremely flighty, but the will, mistress of all our powers, must take hold of it and bring it back to God as to its final end. If the mind has not been disciplined early on, it can easily become distracted and dissipated, in which case these harmful tendencies will ordinarily drag us down to earthly things in spite of all our efforts, for they are difficult to overcome. I think the answer to our problems is to confess our faults and to humble ourselves before God. I advise you against long discourses during mental prayer, for they often foster distractions. Remain before God like a poor, mute paralytic at the door of a rich man. Strive to be attentive to God's presence. If your mind wanders or withdraws occasionally, don't get upset since these disturbances tend to distract the mind rather than focus it. We must use the will to gently collect our thoughts. If you persevere in this manner, God will have mercy on you. An easy way to keep the mind from wandering during the time of mental prayer is to keep it as still as possible, not to let it take flight during the day. You must keep it faithfully in God's presence, and once you are accustomed to think of him from time to time, it will be easy to remain calm during prayer, or at least to bring the mind back when it wanders. I have spoken to you at length in my other letters of the advantages to be gained from this practice of the presence of God. Let us devote ourselves to it seriously and pray for each other. I commend myself to the prayers of Sister N and of Reverend Mother N. And I am yours in our Lord, very humbly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this chapter, Brother Lawrence talks about the will. The will is the spiritual power 
that corresponds in our souls with our intellect. If our intellect is our power of knowing, our power of understanding, our power to judge the truth of things, the will is our power of loving, of accepting, of embracing, of desiring. But the will is that by which our actions are voluntary. Things that are not willed, that are not chosen, we're not blamed for or rewarded for. We're not praised for them. The will is the mistress, that is, she's in charge of all our powers insofar as we have to decide and will to use them. So he's encouraging us in this letter. In particular, he's encouraging a, a nun to use her will, to draw her powers towards God. She has to know that the mind is very flighty, that distractions are very easy. But these distractions have to be handled in the right way. So the first thing we have to realize is that praying depends a lot on how we've disciplined ourselves earlier on, not just earlier on the day, that is important, we'll see, but early on in our life, there's a kind of training of our minds that happens by our will. Talk about willpower or training of the will, our ability to know what's the right thing to do and to be able to stick to it, to be able to choose things that are truly valuable. So that when we go to pray, our souls are, are more or less in a good state. But if our souls are not in a good state, if we have all these harmful tendencies constantly, then yes, when we go to pray, there's going to be a lot of things pulling us down. So we pray as we live, we live as we pray. But the way we've lived, the kinds of habits we formed this has influence on our prayer and so if we want to pray and we have to use our wills with the grace of god and try to bring our lives more into conformity with what christ wants okay secondly he's talking to a nun who is practicing mental prayer and the fact that she has a lot of distractions is partly a sign that God is giving himself to her, not only in her intellect, but especially in her will. That is, he is communicating himself in a way that she hasn't known that much before. And part of what happens with these distractions is that our imagination, another power of the soul, constantly goes after its own kind of images and our memories are going after and because god is speaking more to our will is communicating himself to our will more we're partly less able to bring these things back but but we shouldn't actually try to very much what should we be striving to do with our will not chase down distractions that would make us even more distracted but strive with the will to be attentive to God's presence. And if 
what he's saying in this chapter doesn't make much sense to you, that's okay. Don't worry. There's lots of things in this book that are only really make sense once one has begun to experience this kind of prayer, this kind of life that the Lord leads us into. But what he's saying is, strive to stay in his presence. He gives us a scriptural example. Think of yourself as this mute paralytic, the mute paralytic that can't speak, the door of a rich man. Remain there. Just because you're distracted, just because you're feeling like this is useless, he's telling the nun, don't give this up. This is very valuable times of prayer. Don't get upset if you get distracted, if it occasionally wanders. No, if you've been led to this moment, we're staying in the presence of God. A general loving attention to God is there. And give yourself to that. Give yourself, persevere. And if your mind is getting distracted, just gently bring it back. With a little word, a little prayer, nothing long. Don't track down the distractions. Don't go looking for them. Don't search into them. That just gets you more distracted. No, gently bring, bring the mind back. Again, you have to use your will here. You have to will to not go after them and just to use one little word to bring the mind back. Again, because God's giving himself already to you. This is not so much creating the prayer as just limiting the soul's distractions. Finally, he says one great help to praying in this more simplified way is throughout the day to keep in mind God. It's very hard to be calm and to sit before the Lord when you're distracted. This kind of prayer can be very difficult when one's not aware of how valuable it is because you feel like you're doing nothing you feel like you're wasting your time you feel like you're just one big distraction and yet the lord says to us be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god and if we can do that this is beautiful not because we've decided to, but because we can't really pray it any other way, it seems, at this moment, the way God's led us. And he's led us into this. And what makes it easier, what allows us to be more calm, is if we accustom ourselves through the day to practicing the presence of God. We think of him throughout the day. It becomes easier in prayer to stay there. And that's what he's saying that the religious, what he himself did for 10 years before God led him into this more simplified form of prayer, he practiced the presence of God faithfully as best he could throughout the day, thinking that God was there, that he was before God, that God was surrounding him, that God was within him, that our Lord Jesus Christ was watching him from heaven, that our Lord is right there in the room with him. He's in the tabernacle on his throne in heaven. These kind of ways throughout the day will be huge helps to prayer. Again, we live as we pray. That is, the more we pray, the better we pray, 
the better we live, but then we also pray as we live. Our life is not compartmentalized. My spiritual life is here. The rest of my life is here. No, we're one person. And prayer is a living relationship with God. But we cannot love God if we do not love all the ones that God has put into our lives. We cannot see our spiritual life as separated from the rest of our life. The main goal is to love God and to do his will. And the more we do his will throughout the day, the more he gives himself to us in prayer. For he's inspiring us to follow him. He's inspiring us to do his will throughout the day. And he's also inspiring us to pray. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.